0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for March twenty third, 2020. This is the time of the week that we get together to talk about everything CircuitPython and Python related. Uh, I'm Katni, and I am sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. CircuitPython development is sponsored by Adafruit, so please support them by purchasing hardware at adafruit.com or resellers, including digikey.com. This meeting is recorded. We host it every week on Discord. And we are in two places on Discord, the CircuitPython text channel and the CircuitPython voice channel. And both are recorded. So if you uh, would rather not have your voice recorded and still want to participate, that's absolutely possible. We have a notes document that accompanies the meeting. And in it, you can put your uh, status updates and hub reports and we will read them off uh, when we would normally get to you in the meeting. This meeting normally happens on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, Check the CircuitPython Discord channel for any changes in times and links to past meetings. Um, There is also a meeting schedule calendar that is available uh, at a link that I will post. And our goal is to keep that updated with any changes uh, further ahead of time than the previous meeting. Um, The meeting uh, recording is posted to YouTube and uh, is available as a podcast as well. This meeting is held in five parts. The first part is community news, which is a look at what's going on in the community with Python and hardware. The second part is the state of CircuitPython, the libraries, and Blinka, which is a statistical overview of the project. It gives us a look at things by the numbers, uh, and it's a chance just to see how things are going outside of what it is we are actually up to. The next section is Hug Reports. Hug Reports is an opportunity to call people out for doing something good. Uh, This section is held as a round robin. where I will start as an example, and then we will go down the list alphabetically and loop back to the top to give everyone a chance to talk. Um, And then uh, the next section is status updates, which is also held as a round robin, same way. I will start and then we loop around. Uh, Status updates is a chance to take a couple minutes and talk about what it is you've been up to for the last week since the um, last meeting. And what you'll be up to for the next week until the next meeting so tell us what you are up to tell us projects you're working on that sort of thing Um, and the last section is in the weeds which is an opportunity for more longer form discussions sometimes those come out of status updates other times you already have an in the weeds topic if you do please post it to the notes document that way we are not uh, waiting around at the end to see whether we have any topics If it's something that comes out of status updates, understandably it won't be added until that point. So um, that's absolutely fine. And that is how the meeting will go. And uh, with that, uh, I think I've covered everything. Um, I will turn it over to Phil for community news.
1: Okay, hello everybody. Hello. How are you? So I will make this really fast. Um, for those of you who don't know, we paused most of our operations here in New York because there is a pause on New York State. We did that ahead of time before it became official today in New York State. But we decided to get ahead of it last week because we thought this would um, looks like that's where the math was. So if you go to Adafruit.com um, going forward, because a lot of you are in the community and people ask you, hey, what's happening with Adafruit? So uh, we were deemed an essential service, the essential manufacturing business by New York City. And uh, I'll give you the post here. And for the folks that are working on anything with uh, COVID prototyping, research development, um, and then for our specific things that we're doing for the city, um, we're making face shields and, and more mass quantities than just 3D printing. A lot of you have probably seen the 3D printed ones. It does take a while. Um, because we're um, a manufacturing facility, we can, we can crank out more with a, a slightly different uh, design. So um, that's uh, what's happening right now. Things will change later. So if any, any of you or anyone knows people that are scrambling for components, um, for instance, yesterday, uh, we did a same-day delivery order. Uh, we were allowed to reopen for um, a lab that really needed equipment that they normally get from Adafruit. And, there's, there's no more left, because we're not shipping to our resellers, um, but we were able to deliver that. So a lot of the um, v- things for the ventilator projects, um, building ventilators, everyone's telling us to do that. We'd love to. <laughs> um, that's That would be a ways off, but a lot of our components are used for the research and development of many things, including like isolation chambers and stuff. Um, so that's, that's the latest. I'm going to do this big post um, that I uh, had for our shipping stuff. So here you go. You can take a look at it. Um, so that's that's what's going on. Things will change. Um, we'll let everyone know all the time. And I have just one giant hug report for uh, all of us, because the way that we're able to continue to function as a business is because of this community, the way we're able to function as a community, um, with all the things that we can do each week, uh, like this meeting, like continue to work on Circuit CircuitPython. Um, the teams that are taking over, so the newsletter, I love doing the the, the weekly newsletter. It's like my treat because there's so much going on. Um, Anne's leading that one up, so give a hug report to Anne. If you have Circuit Python News, Python and Hardware News, i um, will be running the newsletter and collecting that from everyone um, because I definitely have to divert onto to other things uh, for the time being. So um, thank you, everyone, so much. You, you, you made it possible for us to um, help the city and continue to pay all of our employees, all of our contractors. Um, that's something special and unique. So uh, give yourselves a hug, report as well. So that's all the community news I got this week. Uh, for me, I'm off to the next um, Zoom or WebEx or Google Hangouts or Skype or <laughs> whereby uh, meeting. Thanks, Bill. Um, and then Lamore and I uh, will be in the office uh, in our um, we don't have bunny suits, but we have we have a lot of personal protection here for the people who are asking. We're, we're able to get in and out safely. Um, so thank you for all the people who asked us about that. Um, there's, a, oh, there's a thumbnail in the, the chat where you can see some of the things we're doing. OK. Bye bye.
0: Bye, Phil. All right. So there's a few more things in community news that I grabbed out of the newsletter. So I will quickly go through a few of those. Um, Here's a couple links to a Raspberry Pi thermal visual player that combines. Oh, it's not copying the links. Um, the combines images from Raspberry Pi camera and the Adafruit MLX nine zero six forty thermal camera using Circuit Python. Ah, thank you. Um, The next one is uh, Pigweed is a collection of embedded targeted libraries. They're an open source for 32-bit microcontroller development released by Google. They address the classic challenge in embedded space of reducing the time from running git clone to having a binary executing on a device and setting up an entire suite of tools needed for non-trivial production embedded projects. Uh, Next up. Allowing student access to the serial REPL in CircuitPython and Chromebooks can be difficult uh, because they are often locked down. Uh, there is a web based IDE crafted in HTML and JavaScript that allows you to see the REPL. Luckily, due to web USB, this is actually possible as long as you, do, you are using a modern version of Chrome. Um, there was CircuitPython work to interface an Adafruit clue board with the Elec Freaks joystick bits. Uh, There was an image of that as well um, that I believe was pulled off of. There it is. Pulled off of the um, link. And uh, finally, uh, David Gloud got the Pimeroni Blinked working with the Adafruit Clue. It's a little LED board uh, from Pimeroni that uses dot stars. um, And uh, got that going connected to our Clue board. I believe it's actually designed for Raspberry Pi. So that was um, excellent as well. And the uh, newsletter that I pulled this from, the draft, can be found at that link. Um, Please, 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 if you have any projects you want to share, if you know of other people working on projects um, and there's anything about it, a Twitter post, a blog post, some pictures, um, and a sentence to go with it, um, please feel free to let us know either on Discord or submit a pull request to the newsletter draft as well as an option, um, just let us know. We are looking for any content um, from the community, uh, and we would be happy to show off your project. Uh, and that is community news. Next up is the state of Circuit Python, the libraries, and Blinka. This is a statistical overview of the entire project. It takes a look at it by the numbers. So this includes the core, um, all of the libraries, and our uh, wrapper library for single board computers called Blinka. First, we'll talk about the project overall. Then we will talk more specifically about the core, the libraries, and Blinka separately. So overall, uh, this week, we had 194 pull requests merged. Um, A lot of those are still uh, the update to or the update to Pylint and implementation of Black, Um, but that is so that's why the numbers have been super high the last couple weeks. We had 16 authors. I see some new names here: Um, DK Hawk. I don't recognize Night Sky S K, Andrea Ma, and Ben Lewis. I believe are new people. So thank you very much to them, and thank you to all of our previous um, people who have been contributing all along, thank you. And we had nine reviewers, which is also excellent. I'm really happy to see that we have been keeping that number up. The more people that are reviewing, the quicker we get through things, and it's it's a crucial part of the process, so thank you very much for that. And we had 16 issues closed by seven people, and nine opened by seven people, so we are down a bit on issues overall. So overall, uh, we have released 5.0 stable. And so far, it's been quite stable, which is excellent. Um, uh, We haven't really, as far as I know, run into any issues. Um, And we are currently working on doing our uh, next release, which I believe is centered around microlab. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. And that'll be super exciting to get that included as well. Um, But we wanted to wait to make sure that we were doing that right, and that's why it wasn't included in 5.0. Please update to 5.0 and uh, continue to test it out on all of your projects and let us know if you run into any bugs, because we want to make sure that we're fixing anything that comes up. Um, And that's really the case with any release we do. but um, it's really important to update to the latest stable version uh, at any point in time. And right now that's 5.0. As for the libraries, we are nearly done updating PyLint and implementing Black across the board. Um, That project was big, but went far quicker than I expected, which was great. Thank you to Dylan for that. And um, once that's done, uh, we will be able to use the newer pylint um, on everything, and I updated the using pylint on um, you know for your own uh, on your own computer. I updated the guide to include the latest use and how to install it and that sort of thing. Um, so that's there. If you are going to contribute to any of the CircuitPython libraries, please take a look at that guide to make sure that you're able to run all that locally. Um, it saves you a lot of time. And um, I think that covers overall. So, with that, I will turn it over to Scott to talk about the core.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Katni. Mm-hmm. Okay. Core wise, we had 11 pull requests merged from seven different authors. Night Sky SK is one of the new folks, DK Hawk is new as well. Um, so, thank you to our, the, all seven authors. Mm-hmm. We had three reviewers. Uh, as always, thank you to our reviewers who did who made those pull request merges possible. Uh, we have eight open pull requests. The oldest is 104 days old, which is not bad at all. And the newest is zero days old. So uh, keep up the good work, everybody, on those. Uh, links in the notes for all the pull requests that are open. Issue-wise, we had three or one closed issue by a single person and three open by two people. So we're up two for a total of 267 open issues. With a link in the notes to those issues, we have six active milestones. Uh, nothing super interesting uh, here, and but there are zero that are not issued or, or not assigned a milestone, so that's cool. Um, I believe uh, we still don't have download stats, so uh, that's it for me.
0: All right, thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, let's talk about the libraries. So this is across all the CircuitPython libraries. I believe we're up to 221 or possibly 222. Uh, We had 183 pull requests merged. Um, And the the other two new people, Andrea Ma and Ben Lewis, are amongst the authors. And we had nine authors and eight reviewers. So thank you to everybody involved there. Um, In terms of merged pull requests, I pulled the list out of the notes because it was huge. Um, The oldest was 17 days, and obviously the newest was zero days. Um, So thank you to everybody keeping on top of that. Uh, Leaving us with 30 open pull requests, the oldest of which is 441 days, um, which I believe is a work in progress that has been left to sit. So um, I think we're probably just going to be closing that one, and uh, that can be reopened if necessary. And uh, in terms of issues, we had 15 closed issues by 7 people and 5 open by 5 people, leaving us net down, uh, for 166 open issues. So if you want uh, any of that information, please take a look at circuitpython.org contributing. Um, as it says, it is a great place to go if you would like to contribute. All of the open pull requests across the libraries are listed there. All of the open issues across the libraries are listed and a list of library infrastructure issues is available as well, uh, which is us attempting to keep our libraries to a certain standard, and we have a series of checks that help us do that. Um, If you are interested in contributing, reviewing is a great place to start. You can take a look at any code, uh, see whether you find anything, could be as simple as a typo, could be that you have the hardware and you test it. If you do either of those things, please post to that pull request to let us know. Um, any sort of testing is is always helpful. And uh, circuitpython.org slash contributing is a great place to find places to start. Um, in terms of library updates in the past seven days, we had one new library, the DS 1841. And uh, we had a five page or five or six page list of updated libraries. Again, I removed it. I did link to our library report where we get this information. So if you're interested in seeing the massive list, Uh, There are links in the notes to see that, um, but I removed it from this set of notes as it was just taking up a lot of space. And with that, I will turn it over to Melissa to talk about Blinka.
3: Hello, so this is for Blinka, which is our CircuitPython library compatibility layer for single board computers. and. We are going. We had zero pull requests merged by zero authors and zero reviewers. Uh, there are current leaving us with zero open pull requests. Um, there are there were zero closed issues and um, one opened by one person. There are a net of 37 open issues left, and there have been 3,698 PyPI downloads in the last week and we are currently supporting 38 boards and
0: that's it excellent thank you melissa yeah and that is the state of CircuitPython, python the libraries and blinka next up is hug reports hug reports is an opportunity to talk about the good things that people are doing in the community it gives us a chance each week to call people out for the good things they're doing, to be able to let people know that we appreciate something they've done, noticed something that has um, has, has been done. It may not be something that involved you. It may just be something you witnessed uh, on Discord or somewhere else in the community, and you just want to let them know that you appreciate it. This is uh, held in a round robin. I will start as an example, and then we will go down the list alphabetically. If you're lurking, I will skip you. If you have notes and you are text only and or missing the meeting, I will um, read them off uh, as I would as if you were in the meeting or alphabetically. And then when we reach the bottom, we'll loop to the top and continue on that way. If you are putting um, hug reports and status updates in the notes, please make sure you're putting them in alphabetically. Um, as I will be, um, reading them off alphabetically or calling on people, um, alphabetically. And that in mind, give me two seconds to move, um, somebody's updates. There we go. Okay. Um, so I will get started and then we'll move on from there. So first and foremost, I wanna give a hug report to Phil and Lamour for their dedication to their people and everything they've done to approach this situation in a well-planned and supportive manner. Um, I also wanna give a hug report to everyone in the Adafruit team who is learning new things, possibly for the first time to handle the work from home situation. You're all doing great and we, referring to the previously remote folks, are here to support you. I wanna give a hug report to John Park for doing the images for my Bonsai Buckaroo guide. Um, I was unable to get all of the parts, and instead of um, making me go to a store, uh, John did um, all my images for me, and that was super helpful because he already had the whole thing set up. Um, to Dylan for getting through the Pyland Black update and implementation. Uh, to FoamyGuy for all the support on Discord and help with releases. Uh, to Jerry Ann for providing a ton of support on Discord. I'm always scrolling through and seeing Jerry's name as well. Um, to the folks at the PSF and PyCon US 2020 for making the tough decision to cancel. Um, obviously there was a lot of thought and, and so on that went into that um, and it was a tough decision to make, but um, Hug reports to them for uh, coming through with that and, and being able to get that coordinated. Um, hug reports to the community helpers and Circuit Python helpers on Discord for stepping up to meet the support demands as they increase. The more people that are home, uh, the more people are spending time in our community. Um, and that brings me to my final hug report, which is to the Adafruit community as a whole for remaining supportive and positive as the online community becomes significantly more active. Um, obviously, the more... that people are spending at home the more time they're available to be on discord and discussing things with our community and everybody has really stepped up and been incredibly supportive and um it's just it's been nice to see multiple times i've had people say the adafruit community is the greatest that we've ever dealt with or you know i'm receiving the best support i've ever received and it's not being given specifically by adafruit folks it's in including all the people in the community. So thank you very much for representing us in such an amazing way. And Kinger North is lurking. I th- believe I saw KGW was lurking as well. Uh, so that brings us to Maker Melissa.
3: Hello, I wanted to give a head report to PT and Lady Ada for their deep care of everyone who is part of Ada Group. Uh, I wanted to- for the aid of your employees who are dealing with such difficult circumstances and adjusting to working remotely, uh, to HHK7734 for adding the Odroid C4 board over the weekend, and group hug to everyone.
0: Thank you. All right, next up I have uh, Lurgers, and then I have notes for Summersoft, who is text only, so I'll read those off. Uh, Group hug, stay healthy everyone. And next up is Scott.
2: Hello. Taking my own time code. Uh, First and foremost, thanks, uh, Hug Reports, to all the folks at Adafruit HQ who usually work at HQ uh, who are now working remotely. Uh, They've clearly had their lives disrupted, but we've had some meetings with them online and it's just been fun. And I'm excited to see everybody embracing and learning all the new remote remote working skills. Thanks to Anne for taking the lead on the CircuitPython newsletter. And again, uh, if you have CircuitPython related things, MicroPython related things, or just Python related things, please let us know. We'd love to include it in the newsletter. Um, we'd love to get that going, get it more of a community thing. So please help us out. Um, and thanks again to Anne for taking the lead on that. Uh, hug report to Ben Lewis uh, for the improvements to the Max 3186. 3186- 865 8, <laughs> uh, PR, uh, adding support for 50 and 60 hertz uh, refresh rates, if I remember right. And then lastly, uh, hug reports Jay Gillick for a new STM board Uh, the Thunder Pack, which is a really interesting form factor. It's basically a board designed around a battery holder for an 18650. So really neat, uh, and thanks for taking the time to not only add your board, but actually adding NVM support to the STM port as well. That's it for me.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh, Next up, I have notes for V923Z, who can't make the meeting today. To Jeff Epler for helping out with the test suite in Microlab and for diligently porting the code to CircuitPython every time I modify it. To Jeff once again for his excellent examples using Microlab, this hug has been long overdue, let it be two hugs and a pat on the back. And to Marius450 for his suggestions on the implementation of new functions in Microlab. All right, and next up is Andrew Tribble.
4: Um. First
2: and foremost, just a group hug to all and a special group hug to the folks at Datafruit and uh, anyone else in an area that's impacted by uh, local stay-at-home measures. I know uh, here locally in Kansas City, they're uh, supposed to be going to stay at home tomorrow,
4: so. Yep.
0: All right, thank you. So, let's see, lurking, 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 uh, next up is Charles.
5: Well, I want to give a group hug to whoever was in uh, in shipping the last day, a couple of days before the shutdown, because I I or I literally lo- ordered ordered uh, a number a uh, couple of things that I really wanted to use, and right before, and I got it two day, I got it two days later. And I was very, very surprised that it came that fast. And so, and a group hug and, and good health to everybody else.
0: All right, thank you. Um, next up is Dan.
6: Okay, so I'd like to thank um, Phil and Lamour and everyone else at Adafruit for all their careful and conscientious Generous things that they're doing um, for their own employees and for um, the world, um, and figuring out what the best thing to do is at each point in this bad situation. Um, I'd like to thank um, Heyman, R. L. Plints, Ali, 321 and Hauk Hausler, who are who's helping me with a lot of um, reports of what their um, experiences in trying to debug the spurious flash write issue that we're having which might or might not be the bootloader, but there's an issue I put in the notes that points to the current thread of that stuff. Uh, thanks very much to Jeff Epler for getting uh, Microlab ready for release and also for um, keeping track of uh, changes that we can make to update our GitHub actions to make them more modern. Uh, thanks to Scott for doing, continuing all the sleep and low power work that he's been doing for the past week and a half or so at least. And thanks to Katni who uh, is undoubtedly disappointed that uh, the tutorial that she was gonna run during PyCon has been canceled and we'll see what happens with that. But uh, thank you for continuing to work even in the presence of all that as we all have to. And a group hug to everybody, okay.
0: All right, thanks Dan. Dave is lurking and I have notes for David Gloud, who says, group hug and special hug for adafruit for what they do for new york and their employees and next up is drew
7: oh can you hear me
0: <clears throat> uh yes but it says you're muted but that's weird
2: <laughs> i thought I was uh, anyways um thanks to uh, Lamore and pt for until Thanks to pushing out loader test.
0: Yeah, Drew, you cut out, um, I'll go ahead and read your hug reports real quick. Um, Hug a lady at MPT for hosting a mega show Intel. It's great to see global maker community have opportunities to connect and share and to Sedacious for pushing the app loader experiment for the OHS wrist badge so I could try it out. Next, I have notes for Dewester, who is also lurking. Group hug to all for keeping up with, keeping up this system through the hard times, and congrats to Adafruit on the medical services allowance. And next up is FoamyGuy. Guy.
4: Um, for this week, I had a uh, hug for Scott. He uh, got me pointed in the right direction on display uh, Display.io screen setup. Um, I was pretty new to that, and he got me going uh, on an issue I was having there. Um, to to Shiku again, I got my uh, m um, 4 last week and have started playing with that. It's a super cool device. Uh, definitely can recommend um, to check that out if you guys are interested in games at all. A really cool device. Um, uh, Katni and uh, Dylan for letting me help out on the, the pilot and the Black uh, updates. I'm sure they were happy to get as many hands as they could, but I, I did learn uh, quite a bit about both Pilot and Land, uh, Black um, during that process, and uh, also the, the automation, those little GitHub scripts that were put together. Those were really neat. I actually learned a fair bit uh, from that as well. Uh, and then lastly, just a group hug to everyone, uh, and especially those who have had uh, you know your lives disrupted, um, and I just personally am super grateful for the, the positive and supporting community student community uh, to kind of dip, dip into and, and get a, a quick escape here and there from uh, the actual world. So uh, group hug help.
0: All right, thank you. Next up, I have notes for Geek Guy who says group hug to the entire CircuitPython Python team for being awesome. And to Jerianne, Brent Rue, and to Shibu for helping me figure out that my code is better than I thought, and for being awesome and patient with me. And next up is Hire Effect.
7: All right, so big thanks this week to just everyone on the Adafruit team for their awesome COVID efforts. Um, you know, working remotely, uh, you know, it's something I've been doing for a while, and it's, it's you know a pretty easy transition for me all things considered but i know that there's a lot of people out there who you know it's that's not the case for um and for anyone in a city i just think they've been it seems like they're just doing a really great job of supporting everyone and uh and setting an example for how companies can manage a transition like this so a uh, really big hug to, hug to that team everybody on there is uh, is doing a great job um uh, thanks to Jeremy G for the cool new addition to the STM32 CircuitPython board list, the Pack, which as Scott mentioned, is a board that is pretty much built around a lithium-ion battery, which is a kind of a super neat form factor. Very interested to see how that goes. Um, he also found some issues with USB on the STM32 F412. Uh, so that's reminding me about some cleanup, so thank you for highlighting those so I can get around to those. Um, and then uh, thanks to Scott for his continuing work on the low power code. I'm hoping to um, figure out how to, to merge a lot of that stuff into the work that I'm doing on the STM 32 H7 F7, because um, uh, it's, it's definitely exciting stuff to uh, get the new low power stuff uh, enabled on all of the new CircuitPython boards. So thanks, everyone. Group hug to all, else, all others. Stay healthy and uh, wash your hands.
0: All right, thank you. Next up is Jeff.
8: Hello. I have a group hug because everybody needs virtual hugs right now. And echoing many others, sending hug reports to everybody who's been thrust into work from home. Uh, a number of us have been doing that for a while. Talk to us about it. Uh, we don't necessarily have answers, but uh, we can tell you about our own experiences. Um, more topically, a uh, hug to Tanu for a lot of helpful device about Display IO. Uh, which I'm working on for some RGB displays, LED displays. And thank you, for Dan, for past and future help teaching me how to do GitHub releases. With five one oh coming in, uh, in the pipes,
9: I'm doing some of that. So
0: thank you. All right, excellent. Next up is Jerry.
9: Yeah, I'll, I'll do a group wave. Uh, no hugs for a while. <laughs> and, uh... And thanks, Katni, for updating and explaining to me the uh, the changes to the pilot guide and, and black and all that stuff. It's actually working really well.
0: That's good to hear, and you are very welcome. All right, and that is Hug Reports. Thank you, everyone. Next up is Status Updates. Status Updates is an opportunity for us to sync up on what everyone is up to. Um, take a couple minutes to talk about what you've done over the past week and what you will be doing over the next week. If we get into any longer discussions, it's possible to move things to In the Weeds if that makes sense. Um, This is also an opportunity to give tips and tricks to others if you're blocked and someone else has some ideas or you have any quick questions. uh, Feel free to ask those and feel free to offer up help. Um, This is held as a round robin in the exact same way as hug reports, I will start and we will go through the list. So uh, with that, I will go ahead and get started. Um, Last week, I published the guide for the Bonsai Buckaroo, which is a plant care helper that is designed to work with Clue or MicroBit. Um, So that guide is now out. If you are interested in automated plant care, you should check out that board. It makes it very simple. I did fritzing objects for two revised boards. Uh, we've been trying to update all of our breakouts, I assume anyway, to have uh, Stemma connectors on them because it makes them so much easier to work for, work with. And uh, there's two uh, that have recently been updated, and so uh, I did new fritzing things for those. Um, helped Erin St. Blaine with her code for her Burning Wizard staff. It was adapted from um, a previous project, but uh, there were some things that she wanted to be able to do with it that were a little outside her wheelhouse, um, so I helped her get those going. I worked with Summersoft to patch the code of conduct across all the libraries. Um, that was a big deal, uh, but that's done. I may have mentioned that last week, I don't remember now. Reviewed and merged all the PRs for the Pilot Black Projects. Um, there are still a few that are open, so I'll be dealing uh, still with those. Um, GitHub says 383 for me 383 PRs reviewed in March and my quick stats for only the 13th through the 17th of March were 617 contributions. Um, The uh, code of conduct and pilot PRs were many, many things. Uh, There's various things I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting. um, And I updated to Catalina this weekend, which as of this morning, I regret. This week, uh, updating guides for the two boards that were revised, the APDS9960 and the VL6810 um, to include their stem revision. Um, the guides uh, currently are for the previous revision of the boards, and those two will be updated. Um, we updated the testers for the Gemma board, Gemma M0, and so we want to update the default files on GitHub for that, so if people want to be able to download those after they get their boards, they can. There's a few libraries that are not in the bundle that I need to get that fixed up, and as for the Catalina update, I will be providing permissions to the macOS apps for the rest of my life, and that is my status update. Um, two people are lurking, and so next up is Maker Melissa.
3: Hello. So last week I finished getting the Platform Detect guide published. I worked on a Blinky guide, which is the follow-up guide for that one. And I started uh, reskinning the dashboard with a new design uh, that I had worked on a couple weeks back. Uh, This week, I'm going to continue with the dashboard reskin. And I'll probably finish it up, but uh, it's getting kind of tricky. And uh, I'll finish up the blanket blanket guide because uh, the hardest part on that one's already done. And that's it for me.
0: Excellent. I have a couple of lurkers, and next up is Summersoft, who is text-only, so I will read that off. Last week, libraries, finished remaining patches. CircuitPython.org, updated its Adabot module, now gives daily report for PyLint version being out of date. Uh, got familiar with Bodo 3 and retrieving S3 CloudWatch metrics. Spoke with Dan H. briefly about some CloudWatch limitations, and will explore directly accessing the logs via S3 CloudWatch API. This week some Pi work to re-establish the test runner, and hopefully get some S3 CloudWatch log examples to further solution for core download metrics. And next up is Scott.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Uh, (laughs) I'm continuing the work that I feel like I've been doing forever, uh, which is getting sleep working in all of our different ports. Uh, It's definitely like fundamental work, Uh, so uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I fixed up the SAMD 21 on Monday, I got that working. I found a uh, crash that had been introduced between five zero and what, like master, where uh, Trinket M0 just wasn't working. It was safe loading all the time. So I fixed that uh, in a separate PR. So that's checked in. <coughs> um, I did presence patchwork and moved it, uh, which just like changes the APIs but still doesn't. Doesn't actually sleep because I there's RTOS stuff in there that I don't understand, uh, so I just like did the minimal work for presence, and then I moved on to STM thirty uh, two. One thing that's really interesting is that uh, whereas Sandy uh, and NRF have different um, clocks to different peripherals, the uh, the STM chips don't. They have basically really large groups of so lots of stuff that work on the same clock. Which means that um, the power usage is much higher actually, um, and so it looks like it's only about a two x improvement on the STM currently. Uh, there's some more work we could do there to make it better, but uh, it's interesting to see uh, different clock structures impact it that greatly. Like uh, when the STM is fully running, it's about 60 milliamps, which is way more than either the SAMD or the or the NRF. Um, so I'm continuing to work on that. Uh, STM's been quite a challenge. Um, pulse in, I've got to snag a timer like I've been doing, which is pretty straightforward. Uh, copy it from pulse out. Um, the other thing that's... There's a couple other tricky things with the STM. One is, like, I'm basically moving all timekeeping for time.sleep into the RTC, which is usually, or mostly stands for the real-time counter, which is literally just, like, a number that counts up with some, uh, like, frequency that's related to the number of seconds that have passed. Uh, But the STM32 actually has a real-time clock, which means that when you read it, you're actually reading the date, the month, the day, the hours, the minutes, and the seconds, which means that there's actually math that needs to be done to get back to the total number of seconds. So that's been a bit tricky. The other thing that's been tricky is that the... uh, The native low-frequency oscillator in the STM is actually 32 kilohertz, not 32.768 kilohertz. Those may seem like random numbers, but they're they're basically how many sub ticks you have per second, where uh, 32,000 is 32 times 1,000, which is kind of weird. Uh, But 32.768K, which is more standard, is actually 32 times 1024, which means you can just use bit division, which is quicker and more standard and makes more sense. But I've had to kind of rethink how I handle those two possibilities for what the reference clock is, which is unfortunate. It means sub-second timing is going to be a little wonky for the 32Ks, um, but it's it, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, last up for sleep is the IMXRT, uh, which I've looked. It uh, has real-time counters. Uh, it has two, which is a bit weird. Um, it looks like it's a standard clock, so it shouldn't be too bad, but one counter runs when the chip is on, and the other RTC runs when it's off. They're in different, like, power domains, which is interesting. Uh, the high-powered one is the one that can actually give me a tick every millisecond, which is what I care about sometimes as well. There's lots of complexity, but, um, it is, uh... Worth it, I think, to lay the foundation for us to be able to optimize our power consumption. Um, so after STM is done, then IMX will be in my last. I will need some help, and I'll let you know probably next week that I just need folks to try different boards and make sure that we have the right clocks and crystals configured, uh, making sure that our timing is, is what we expect. So uh, you'll hear from me on that. Um, and then we've seen, been seeing uh, folks get the ESP32 S2s in the mail, And so, uh, Lamar is going to reach out to Espressif and figure out where the Adafruit bound ones are and if they're getting to New York, when they're getting to New York and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then one of those will come my way and, uh, we'll basically switch off of whatever I'm doing to get the ESP 32 S2 port, uh, set up and going, which will be exciting. Um, so that, that's kind of my longer term thing. So for now, more sleep. Uh, maybe some USB mini mixed in if I feel like it. Maybe some Tiny Logic friend if I like it. But I'd really like to finish all this sleep stuff because it's been ages now. So that's it for me.
0: Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, I have notes from V923Z. Can't make the meeting today. Last week, I added Arc 10.2 and A-Round to Microlab. I'm really glad the request came from the community. And in the coming weeks, I will be working on Microlab internals and try to respond to any comments, wishes from the CircuitPython community. Next up is Andrew Tribble.
4: One second, let me get back over to my tab here. Um, This week, I didn't
2: have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of uh, development, did some light community support, um, and then basically just preparation for uh, being shut in for the week. Um this week, despite saying it a few times, perhaps social distancing will help me focus. I am going to dip into the GitHub uh, repos and start getting my feet wet, uh, helping out there. And then just uh, more continued Discord activity.
0: All right. Thanks very much. If you need any help at all, please reach out. Um, there is a guide, but uh, we are also available to answer any questions about GitHub. Um, Lurking, lurking, and next up is Charles.
5: Well, I got my grand, I got my grand central, just be just in time before the, uh, before the uh, shutdown, and I very much appreciate. I would really like to let Phil and everybody at Adafruit know that I appreciate. That's something I very much appreciate. You really did it. Did a snap job in sending the the Metro M4 and the Grand Central to me. Thank, uh, thank. Uh, th- I would like to thank them, and I'm just going to continue uh, playing around with my drawbar project and see if I can get it, uh, get an easily constructible uh, device. Right now, the one the way I built it, it's really difficult to get it get it to work easily. So. Uh, wish me luck, and uh, I'll be I'll be back next week.
0: All right. I- Good luck with that. Um, let's see. Next up is Dan.
6: Okay, so uh, several things. Um, there are a bunch of thermometers, like usually advertised as barbecue thermometers. They're available from Amazon, and um, so I have several of those, and somebody had already reverse engineered these somewhere else on the internet so I was able to just copy that and um, understand it and there's a there's a repo for that now so you'll be seeing some uh, multi probe thermometer projects coming up or you can try it yourself Um, the library is already in in the repos already in uh, github Uh, another thing I worked on is that it, there, I've been uh, trying to figure out an easier way to write uh, the most, the more straightforward uh, Bluetooth applications, and I wrote a wrapper library uh, for uh, central and peripheral that just do one service. Uh, they're pretty simple, and they make the boilerplate a lot. Let reduce the amount of boilerplate by a lot. So, uh, and I'll talk about that a little more about in the weeds, in 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 the weeds. And finally, I'm. Uh, working on um, still debugging this problem of Sandy 51 uh, doing writing zeros into various places in internal flash on power cycling. And oh, I forgot one more thing. I'm going to be working on um, uh, pulse oximeter, BLE pulse oximeter. So there'll be a service available for those. The ones I have are used completely standard service and it should be very fast to get that working. All right.
0: All right, thanks, Dan. Dave P is lurking, and I have notes for David Gloud, who is also lurking, so I will read those off. Last week, disconnected from Adafruit Discord because we use Discord for work now, and I use another account for that. A BLE Rover, controlling motor from Clue plus Bit2Pi and Ryan Tech Motor Driver. And there is a link to that in the notes. And then next week, controlling EnergyNe. Uh, Ener314-ir, ir send and receive from the Clue Plus Bit2Pi, and other Clue Plus bit 2 pi such as LED Shim or Unicorn Hat HD from Pameroni. Uh, Doaster is lurking, so next up is Foamy Guy.
4: Right, um, this past week I had helped uh, out with the release for the uh, Black and the Pilot updates. Um, and then beyond that, it was mostly just guide stuff for me. So made my way uh, most of the way through the two uh, meta guides, um, and then also spent some time looking at a bunch of the um, recently released ones. So actually got a lot of inspiration um, from those as well, uh, both for making guides, but also just some some cool projects I want to get um, started on. So was happy to do that, and then uh, for uh, next week, I'll just be um, keeping going on the, the guide that I'm working on, which is for uh, making your first game uh, with certified that, you know, That's just the chat room and everything else. So that's all for me.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you. Next up, I have notes from GeekGuy, who is missing the meeting. Uh, more RFM69 radio stuff. Start poking at Bluetooth for the Bluefruit L.E. Spy friend. And next up is higher effect.
5: Okay,
7: so uh, this past week, uh, I have been working on a bunch of stuff for the um, H7 and F7 ports for STM32, which has been kind of one, it's a one big package that I need to submit as a PR and and, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that soon so that. Uh, I can start to get some eyes on it and, um, and merge it into these other changes which are going to make it increasingly difficult to merge in uh, if they keep coming in. So um, I uh, rewrote the package management system for the STM32 because uh, STM32, in contrast to the uh, existing boards on uh, the, in the NRF and Atmel ports in particular, which sort of have a limited range of form factors, STM has a bunch of form factors. Um, and uh, they love to just switch up tiny little things about them. So, like one pin, they'll uh, they'll switch over. So, uh, I've written that to be a little bit more flexible about uh, taking in new form factors. Um, I did an overall review of the config settings and the make file for the STM32 report to make it a little bit more generic, take out any ref- direct references to the STM32F4, that kind of stuff. Um, I wrote the new clock settings for the uh, H7 board, which uh, runs at 400, up to 480 megahertz, Um, and it has a lot of clocks, so uh, that was interesting, but uh, generally pretty straightforward since ST provides uh, tools for that sort of thing. Um, I wrote some Python tools to automatically generate pin and peripheral tables for um, the STM32 MCU series based on either grabbing them from MicroPython, which already has those peripherals in common separated files, or just copy pasting out of the data sheet, you can just go in and copy paste the uh, peripheral tables out of an STM or an ST data sheet and just paste them into something like a spreadsheet, export that as a common separated file, and now all of that is automated. So I'm glad I finally got around to that. Probably should have done a little bit earlier, um, but uh, it'll make importing new SOCs, so new new chip lines from ST, a uh, a lot faster. Um, and then uh, this coming week, I'll be working on pin definitions for the STM32H743 Nucleo, and the OpenMV camera project, which also uses the same N, uh, MCU as the Nucleo. Um, so those will be the two first two boards for kind of this whole big project. Um, I have to add a module restrictor for the. H seven and F seven modules, since those are still going to be in development kind of piecemeal. There's some, some parts such as the ADC, uh, which are really pretty different. So those are going to, I want to be able to turn things on basically one at a time as I, I get them working so that they don't all, you know, I'm not, uh, on a, a separate branch from the, the core, uh, for, for too long. Uh, and then, uh, probably hof- hopefully get a PR in this week. Uh, so I can sync up a little bit with uh, with Scott's low power stuff and and any of the new board and, and documentation changes that have been coming in because I don't want to be away from the the main core uh, too long or the the master branch too long. So um, and uh, and after that, probably more cleanup, but generally just more the same. So that's it for me.
0: All right, thank you. Next up is Jeff.
7: Hello again.
8: Last week, I had lots of good progress on this Protomatter library, which is for driving these RGB 75 matrix displays, uh, and started working on the 5.1.0 release. Uh, This week, I want to get this transition to Actions v2. uh, But some additional roadblocks popped up when I actually submitted the pull request. Um, Just have to work on those. I think either, well, there's a problem with getting the tags. And two different pieces of advice I had. Neither of them worked. So is there something else that we need to do? That's what I'm investigating right now. Uh, I hope this week to make the 510-RC0 release. We'll talk about that in a moment in the weeds. And continue working on Protomatter. Uh, First, I have to finish making Display.io work properly. There are just a couple of problems that affect auto-refresh, the ability to display the console, and crashing after a soft reset. Um, And then after that, this is only on the SAMD 51 so far. We're going to adapt it to NRF 52 as the second um, supported chipset.
0: All right. Excellent. Next up is Jerry.
9: Uh, there it is (laughs) mute button. Um, and I've got to find the document. Um, sorry about that. No worries. Um, Scroll down the right page. Um oh. so last week, um, yeah. Um, so I finally learned to to use Black and updated my local pilot and and got more familiar with that. So I could update my uh, the PR that I had done for the RFM69, which got out of date because uh, another merge went in, and that was a good experience. and Awesome to work well. Um, that review is still that merge is still waiting for someone to be brave enough to try it so um and either approve it or or not or send it back um but uh anybody feels so inclined take a look at it
2: has somebody tested it that's the reason that i haven't looked is i don't have the right i i
9: don't don't think so um and it's you know it's it's not a not a simple test well i mean it depends on what we're looking for if 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 the if the threshold for testing it is just that it doesn't break the existing guides, then I think anybody can test it quickly to see that it doesn't hurt anything. Yep. Um, Whether people need to try out the new features or not, I, I don't know if that if that's necessary to get it in there or not. Right. So, that's uh.
5: I mean, I would just say I think it,
2: it has to be as good as the current implementation. Yeah. Agreed. So my
9: intent was not to break anything. It does. It does. If people were using some of the features. For setting the headers, then there are some little tweaks they have to make. They're um, not using any real, much of the new code, just just the way some some attributes are used. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are pretty pretty trivial. But to use the new stuff for do the doing the ACK AC packets and all is a lot more complex. Right. But um, and that's going to evolve. Right. So if somebody can, yeah, just take a, take a look and see if it's um, you know mostly either you know make sure that agree with me that it didn't break anything. And second, you know, take a look at the code and see if it's if it's at all in the format and structure you want.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll
9: take um, a look did, at the latter. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you retag uh, Circuit Python librarians on it?
9: Uh, yeah, I think they are. Well, they do you, are. I think
0: I think you made changes since the since the oh, last okay. time they were oh, tagged. All right. Sure. Yeah, Thanks. and that that way, just it'll pop back up for all of us. Okay.
9: And uh, you know, it's. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it needs more work. So don't don't hesitate to
0: okay. <laughs> send it back. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. All right, and that is status updates. Thank you, everyone. It's always great to hear what everyone is up to. Um, and that brings us to In the Weeds. In the Weeds is an opportunity for longer form discussions. Um, we already have two topics. If you have an In the Weeds topic, please uh, put it in the notes document while we are discussing the other in the weeds topics. That way, we are not waiting around to um, see what happens next. Uh, So first thing I'm going to do is turn it over to Jeff for the first in the weeds topic.
8: So uh, I've mentioned this 5.1 release that we want to do. And my question is, does anybody have any issues to raise about the state of the 5.1x branch before we do an RC0? nope and if nobody does then um i will be talking maybe with dan or maybe with scott about some of the mechanics to make sure i do it right the first time out but hopefully look forward to that a little later in the week thanks
6: did you see i sent you a link to a document i wrote
8: um i will look for that again if that was last week i've already forgotten
6: no it's in your adafruit email as of an hour oh
8: all right i appreciate it dan thank you okay
0: I think the sooner we get out an unstable version, uh, the better anyway, because right now the circuitpython.org downloads shows 5.0 RC1 is the unstable version.
8: Oh, yeah, nobody should have that. <laughs> no.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right, excellent. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dan for the next topic.
6: Okay, so uh, one thing I I said is in status is that I've been working on a some simple wrappers for, to make it really easy to write simple BLE apps, just either acting as a peripheral or, or a central so that, and and uh, talking to a single service, at least to start with. So um, there are two really minor issues here. Um, one is whether these wrapper libraries should be a separate library or they should just be an add on to the basic BLE uh, library. I was kind of hoping to call this Easy BLE, but there's a board with that name, and I'd rather not just uh, generate some confusion. So I could call it Simple BLE, and it could be a separate library which depends on the base BLE library, or it could just be um, part of the BLE library. So that's one thing.
2: My um, my my vote would be Simple BLE as a separate library. I think yeah. the BLE library I made the mistake of putting too much in it, so I'd rather split more stuff out of it than add Right. It. So we might
6: even eventually split even that a library up. Okay, that sounds that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then um yeah, maybe easy not spelled with an e and a z. Candy points out. Um I think that sim- might work I like there.
2: I like that simple matches simple IO.
6: That's one thing I was thinking about. And too. it yeah. also
2: means that it's not complex because you're adding the requirement that it's a single service, right?
6: I Eventually, it could be more, possibly, or multiple instances. So, um, but it but
0: simplifies we're... BLE. That's the goal. So that's it, the goal, it ma- right. It makes right. sense regardless of how many services it includes.
6: Yeah, so easy is a little less definitive than simple. Okay. Correct. And then the other thing I want to point out, which isn't really an issue, but it, um, is that... This library has callbacks in it. Basically, what you do is you say there are three functions that you define. One is uh, when you connected, you get a callback. When you, uh, you get there's a loop thing that gets called over and over again, kind of like a loop in an Arduino program. And then there's a disconnected, on disconnected one. And originally, I was going to do this with sort of straight callbacks. And you would assign callbacks or pass them in as parameters. But I found an easier way to do it was to actually define a superclass which has um, default implementations of these operations, which you then redefine. And so it makes it a little bit, it seems to like make it less obvious that it's a callback. And I think it's a better, we've talked in the past about whether callbacks are confusing for beginning programmers or not. So I'm going to, I'll present this. And uh, as as a sort of a straw man, and uh, see what people think of it. But I have to I have to get the code into a a repo. It's not quite there yet.
2: Subclassing would be my preference. Good. Okay. Let me mute.
4: Uh, Great. Okay, that's. I was just interesting that I tried to look up
6: This, whether there was a name for this technique and there wasn't really. But that's what it is. It's really callbacks, sort of um, uh, constrained callbacks by using subclassing. All right, that's, I'm done.
0: Okay. Um, Sounds like we solved both of those issues, which is excellent. Doesn't always happen within the weeds. All right, Uh, I don't have any more in the weeds topics. So I am going to go ahead and wrap this up. This has been the Circuit Python Weekly for March 23rd. Yep, 2020. Um, we are here every week, um, typically on Mondays. And if that changes, we will let you know. Um, if you want to be notified about stuff about this meeting, uh, you can be added to the Circuit Pythonistas role on the Adafruit Discord, and we notify that group about um, each of the meetings and remind people about adding their status reports and um, hug reports and status updates, rather, to the notes document. So you will be uh, well-informed about the meeting. Um, This meeting will be uh, posted on YouTube and also podcast services when it's all said and done. Um, Thank you everyone who participated today and thank you everyone who put notes in who was unable to join the meeting. And thank you um, to everyone who is continuing to stay safe. Um, We are here. Uh, If you need people to chat with and you are home, don't ghost or crazy uh, seek us out we are available um, to talk or to help with a project come up with ideas you know for things for you to work on um, or even just help you understand how to work from home Um, so don't be afraid to reach out and uh, with that thank you again everyone who participated and we will talk to you all next week